from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Another beautiful day here in the almost in the neighborhood. Uh, we're, we're we're recording remotely again. Have some. We'll explain it all later. It's really none of your business. But we're uh... <laughs> stop, asking. stop asking. Stop asking. We're all good though. We're all here. We will be back live very soon. We've Jake, all bathed. We got Jake's here. John's here. Patrick's <laughs> okay. here. Uh, Justine is here. Early morning record. Very early for us. Very early for this crew. I don't want to give any times away, but it is very early in the morning. It's early in the morning, folks. What times? <laughs> I don't want to give anything away, but it's ten thirty-one. <clears throat> we uh, we actually don't record this early, uh, so it is nice to see everybody bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Uh, some of us have bathed, some of us haven't. So. Uh. There's three of us that have bathed and two of us that haven't. So, you know, mm. we won't give anything away. Although I smell very nice. And just Mario, do you do you remember the first time uh, you I found th- out that the Tonight Show was not filming like at midnight? That it's like three in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, David Letterman ruined that for me. David Letterman is the one yeah, that yeah. did because he would cut and to stuff like, oh, outside. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Letterman. Yeah. And like, oh. I thought it was like midnight, you know? It's like a late night vibe, and then all of a sudden, they open the door, you're like, oh, it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Santa Claus is dead. Ed Asner has passed, so Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those of you familiar with yeah. Ed Asner from, uh, of course, his most famous role was that of Santa Claus in uh, Elf. Probably. John, would you disagree? Well, for people my age, it would be Mr. Grant. He got seven Emmys for playing, let's see, five Emmys for playing Mr. Gr- uh, Mr. Grant, Lou Grant on the... On t- across two shows, he got, he got it's it, not too often that you're. It's like Frasier, I think, is the other character that you're like on two shows. You're winning Emmys for playing the same character on it, two different which shows. Which is weird about uh, the the show. Lou, Lou Grant, of course, was the character on Mary Tyler Moore, and then which was a comedy, and then Lou Grant was like a drama. It was like a I one hour. Used to that, it was a one hour drama. And uh, like investigative journalism, and I could never get used to that because he usually got the biggest laughs for me, anyway. On the Mary Tyler Moore show, you've got an all star cast, you've got seven comedians, and, and he for me, I, I always got the biggest laugh. And so, when they started doing the Lou Grant drama, I'm like, I can't watch this, I keep waiting for the laugh line, you know? yeah, there's yeah. no punchline, uh, <laughs> it's for, all set up for some reason. When I was a kid, I liked that show, I used to watch that, I remember that. I used to watch it that. was a good show. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like probably like ten watching Lou Grant. I don't know why, because it was on probably. But uh, uh, pretty sharp writing. I think it's the guys. I think it's the guys behind Mash. Some of some of them anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, Not Larry Gelbart, but I think like Gene Reynolds and those guys. So it was it was really well written. Yeah. So uh, you know, uh, shout out to tip your forty to Lou Grant. <laughs> Is that what I wanted to say? Hey, I you know what? He was the voice of the old man in Up, right? I can't think of his name. The of old course, man in Up, Carl. He was Carl. People of a certain age are going to, that's going to be the major thing. They remember him from Up. Yeah, Carl. Carl goes up. Carl. Coral. 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 He's Coral. an old man. Coral, we got to put the balloons on the, we got to, Coral. We got <laughs> to put the balloons on the, Pass, fly over the, the. They're gonna stay inside. They're gonna get you, Coral. Don't go, don't go outside, 
Is that show oh. still that show's still on, right? Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah, but he left. Oh, he, he he's gone? Oh, he's he's probably been dead for he years. He now. didn't die. He just he left. <laughs> he left? Yeah, they, what the fuck does um, that mean? He died to the to the people in that world. Mm-hmm. But he um got picked up by a helicopter, but they haven't shown him for a whole season. Coral. So he's not dead. That's what you're saying. He's not right? dead, but they think he's dead on the show. I see. I have I have no idea what you're talking about. You're talking about The Walking dead. dead, John. The Walking Dead. He, ah, like, you get. Now you watch it, huh? Coral. Coral. Um, the bridge explodes, and Coral. then everyone thinks he died, so they move on. But then you see later on that he got picked up on a helicopter. So they still. I can't heli- believe how long that's been on. What is it like? Fifteen years? I can't believe how long that show's been going. No, no, fifteen? Um, no, 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 no. Uh, take a look. I think it's pretty close. Maybe like eleven or twelve. <laughs> Patrick? I just watched him in another film. He was uh, in a penguin movie. Let me that up for you. Or Poppins. <laughs> wow, what's his name? Carl. <laughs> Coral. Andrew Lincoln. Thank you. He played uh, a penguin? <laughs> no, he, uh, it's not a penguin. It's called... Coral. 2010. It's been 11 years. 11 years, John. Okay. What did you say, 15? Next month. That's a long time for a zombie show. It's <laughs> a long time for a, for a zombie television show. That is true. I, I, I wonder if they thought they could spin that many plot lines off of I a, lost interest around the time before the governor showed up. I didn't even know you were watching what? it. Still. You didn't make it to Negan? No. I didn't either. I, I, I bailed out like the season before. That's yeah. what it's called, Penguin Bloom. I just watched that movie that he was on. So is that girl with the the girl with the machete? Is she still around? Yeah. Yes. She's the one carrying the show. Because it's hard to imagine anyone killing her. <laughs> Michelle? Yeah, she's the one carrying the show right now. She's also a bodyguard that? for the for the king of uh, Wakanda. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, that's her. Ah. That's her main one. She's the bald. She's the bald lady. You know, I missed the uh, I missed the last episode of Marvel What If, so I'm two episodes behind. The last one I caught was the one with uh, T'Challa, so I missed this last I one. I watched that. What was the last T'Challa. one? I didn't see the next one. Okay, check it out. It's a good show. I'm all caught up. So, what if the Human Torch was Iceman? Yeah. I just caught the. Uh, I just. I, I'm all caught up on Ted Lasso. Although I don't want to give any spoilers out because I think my wife's going to try to start watching it. So I don't want to give any spoilers. But yeah, it's good. So good. It's so, so good. good. Good show. Good fun show. Very nice. Very good. Good warm. Who are your favorite um, characters? Um, um, the um, the girl he randomly plays soccer with once in a while. Yeah, she's cool. Um, the one of the guys in the pub. I'm just naming like super minor characters just Which to piss one, you off. Just to piss you off. Uh, by Jesus. the one in the pub. By the way, the, the lady who runs the pub was an alien on Doctor Who, and she played the alien who had they 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 had they came in and they had to have um, suits that made them look like people. So they were all really big. They hired like bigger actors to be That's the bad. to be the and she was like. Uh, the matriarch uh, yes. of the family, and she runs the pub now. I like everybody. It's a it's a well done show because all the characters are 
interesting. You don't like um, one character. Like, like all their arcs are good, and they gave them... I was telling my wife, uh, it didn't go the way that you thought it would for some of the characters. Like, you thought that was... that you know, like certain characters were just going to be a certain way. Yeah. And they really everybody. kind of, uh, they kind of made everybody, they, they made everybody, you know, multidimensional, which is nice. And, um, I like my favorite part is when Jamie is in front of beard and he goes, I never know how to talk to you. He's like, Oh, <laughs> then it's working. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he just walks away. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's good. It's fun. It's a fun show that if you like soccer, you're not going to really, Enjoy it because soccer is about ten percent of the whole show. It's really not that much. I was watching some interviews and they said that they're like, my dad's a huge football fan, but when he watched it, he didn't even mind it at the end because he cared about the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I I think you're right. It's more about how it makes you feel than anything else. Oh, good, good analysis. Yeah. I can't see you, Patrick. It's weird. Makes uh, me feel good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. No, no, it is a, it's a very feel-good show. It's a very comforting <laughs> um, because the character of Ted Lasso is so relentlessly positive, almost mm. aggressively positive, I would say. Um, yeah. That, but I uh, feel like it changed everyone around him because of that. It did. And there's something that happens in the finale that I don't want to say because I don't want to give anything away if you haven't seen it. But the season one finale, um, I will say that the season one finale really, even though there's not a lot of soccer in it or f- football, I'm sorry. Um, there is a see the finale really captures the agony and ecstasy of loving a team, any team. Yeah. Um, so they really did a good job of that. But there is a there is a turn. There is something that happens in the. Um, in the finale where you realize that people are paying attention to Ted, even though that he seems like nobody's really, uh, so it, it was, it was a nice moment. It was a really nice moment, but, uh, yeah, uh, I re- highly recommend if you don't have Apple TV, wait three weeks cause it's going to be done and then you can just binge the whole thing, get a free trial and binge it in like a week. Cause I watch are they, it. Are they doing a third season? Oh yeah. It's going to be on forever, I'm man. I'm sure they will. Yeah. <laughs> This season is, you can tell they're setting this season two, they're setting everybody up to have like bigger arcs going forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, so it's uh, season next next episode is Friday, but I highly recommend. So thanks for uh, mm. discussing. I'm glad that uh, I have people to talk about it with. I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite, uh, Justine? Keely and Roy. See, that's a spoiler. No, I just like Keely and mm-hmm. I just like Roy. That's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> He's here. He's there. Uh, Patrick, how about you? Uh, Ted, he surprises me all the time. I, I, I just wish he wasn't so much like Ned Flanders. That's the only thing that kind of <laughs> where I can't embrace him. As a fully original character. He looks like Ned. He talks like Ned. Oh my God! Did you his seventieth the last episode when he's like, "That's a joke for people who were born in the seventies." Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. That's he a explained jo- his because I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> then he explained his joke right after. That's a joke for people so that were born in the mid to late seventies. 
It was. It was. It was. It was. It was actually true. I can't tell you what the joke when is. When I looked it up, I remembered that image of them. I've seen that show. I've just never actually sat and watched it. I just know of it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I died when he did that because I just sat there like, what did he just say? Because he said, he said, I need to talk to HR. And he's like, well, well, tell Mr. Puffin stuff. I said, hello. And he's like, that's oh a joke. Oh my God. <laughs> then he goes, he, he, he immediately follows up with, that's a joke for people that were born in the mid to late seventies. Uh, no, the early to mid seventies is what he said. Jesus. He says it right after. And I just busted out laughing. Mm-hmm. Because they're looking at him like, what the hell? Hmm. How have you been? Good. Glad to hear it. <laughs> good, good, good. Yep. I got nothing from you guys. All right. Doing great. Justine, what else are you watching? Oh, God. I am. Oh, yeah. I finally watched Summer of Soul. Did you love I it? Hey, what'd you think? It's good. Did you cry? No. <laughs> Great. Did you cry? No. Why? <laughs> Why not? Why should I cry? <laughs> Some of that footage was, was really amazing. I Some... wonder if he won. Um, did he win anything yet for it, or it just came out? So it just came out, so I don't. I, I, it's probably up for consideration for something. I would hope. Um, Some of that footage was I, amazing. Yeah. All that footage was amazing, actually. And just sitting in a basement somewhere. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. It was good enough that they could have put it out in '69. You know. I mean, at that part, I was like, "This is bull." But bullsh. Yeah. It was bullsh. Um, it's all bullsh. I watched Outer Banks. I binged that in two days. How was that? Two seasons. Ah, it's. I don't know. I think I just got sucked into it and I just didn't really care for it, but I just kept watching it. So you didn't care for it, but you kept watching it. Uh, yeah, I just couldn't stop watching it. Sorry for the noise, guys. My mic is doing something weird here. It's the pop okay. filter. It, it pop. It figures. It uh, it filters out all those little Funko figures. That's what the pop filter does. <clears throat> You're like huh, rough, tough room. Hey, tough room. Hey, hello. Is, is this thing on? Hello, hello, hello. Uh, outer Banks. Who's in Outer Banks? Um, that guy. Oh, he's such a bad guy. I'll let you know in a minute. All right, Jake. What are you playing these days? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Go. Still, I've been really like diving into it. Yeah, this seems then, a, this seems annoying now. This seems like it uh, is annoying. It's this, just a little bit. This seems like Sandy. We're gonna have to rescue Sandy. We're gonna yeah. have to have an intervention for you. Are you making her play? Yeah. <laughs> Was there yeah, what, uh, what? What prompted your interest in Go? Was it because in Animal Crossing there's a Go board? No, I don't know. You just you know when you go on those like little YouTube dives where you just start watching weird like random stuff. Yeah, and you come out learning some stuff that you didn't necessarily want to learn before. Yeah, it was that. I know a lot about. I I know a lot about Norwegian geography now because I watch a channel called Rail Cowgirl. She's. (laughs) I think I told you guys she's not what you think it is. She's a she's a train she's a train driver she's a train engineer in Uh uh, Norway and she. She does POV videos of all of her routes, of all of her routes. So she just does, uh, they're like these three hour, super relaxing videos of like the Norwegian countryside. It was like, Mm. and it's like her routes 
are amazing. There's waterfalls and rivers. It's really, really cool. So I know. He in, showed it to us once. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. He played yeah, in the background. Yeah, yeah, we were watching it during the. Uh, I'm telling you, man, um, YouTube's crazy. The guy's name is Charles Esten. Do you know him? No, I don't. I'd have to see a, a picture. He was in uh, The Postman, Nashville. Hold on. The Postman okay. with Kevin Cosner? Yeah. Is someone being held hostage like, in, your, in your house? Yeah. That was like Justine was barking. <laughs> Is that a dog? He's asleep. Yeah, Justine's playing. Yeah, that's, that's not your house. Then. Dog. No, I don't know what I'm about. Uh, no, I don't know that guy. Mm. Really? Mm-hmm. What's the name again? Charles Esten. So he goes way back. He was in Nashville. That goes way back. No, he's in the new the show. Oh, the new but Nashville. He was in okay. The Postman. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a dog, so we'll just have to look at. Oh, maybe it's Patrick's house. Maybe it's Patrick's uh, room. He's got a dog yeah. in his room. That dog is asleep. Yeah. It's a. There's a dog outside somebody's window. It's not mine. It's me. It's me. <laughs> Process of elimination. Yeah, it's me. It's my Siamese cat. Uh, Jake, how are yeah. we doing on time? We got, uh, ooh, thir did I say 13? Yeah, 13 minutes. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah. So, Go, you're still playing. Are you playing anything on your computer, your video game, your 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 console? Uh, I mean, a little <laughs> bit of Pokemon Unite on console. Uh-huh. Pick it up. You know, they're like 10-minute games, so you can pick it up, play a couple times. Go uh -huh. ahead and do what you're doing. And then I've been playing, uh, there's a new game that came out from Amplitude Studios by the name of Humankind. Uh, plays a lot like, uh, kind of like a Civ Six like, uh, brand, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, Civilization Oh, nice. Game. Nice, nice. But uh, it's their own little take on it, where, like, you start off as uh, hunter-gatherers, and instead of, like, immediately founding a settlement, you can, like, walk around, hunt for, you know, hunt game and animals, and develop that way. It's pretty cool. Uh, do you fight saber-toothed tigers at all? They're saber-toothed tigers, mammoths, elk. Yeah. Love it. Big old deer. I yeah. love it. You get points. You get, like, influence to then found a city, and you can... You don't found cities right away. You make outposts, which can either be connected to cities or eventually made into their own city. It's pretty cool. A little uh, different mechanic. Turns are, like, combat or fights can happen over a single turn. But with multiple rounds, as opposed to Civ, where like one like engagement can take several turns, so it kind of speeds up combat a little bit, which is nice. Jake, let me ask you a question because I feel like you would know this. Did we ever clone mm -hmm. that uh, that woolly mammoth we found in Siberia? Did, we, did that ever happen? That was going on. Did we ever? Whatever happened with that? I don't think so. He's googling. I highly doubt it. I love it. All right. Yeah. Researchers, yeah, cannot clone mammoths because they require living cells, whereas. Yeah, they were going to use elephants. They were going to use elephant uh, DNA. Yeah, how'd they do that with Jurassic Park? They put in something to fit the uh, the gap? Yeah. But that was the problem, right? They used, like, lizard or crocodile DNA? Dino DNA! I think they used frogs, didn't they? Amphibian DNA? Is that what happened? I can't remember. Jake, you're the you're the Jurassic Park expert. What did they, yeah. use, what did they use in Jurassic Park? It's frog DNA. Yeah, frog. 
Yeah, because frogs can change their sex depending on the population. Dino that's DNA. How the, that's how the that's how the dinosaurs are able to reproduce. I love that the guy says oh. dinosaurs. Yeah, and it's also why they're able to explain like why the dinosaurs in the movies don't necessarily look like what like what we think dinosaurs would actually look like because they ah. have frog DNA. John, do you remember? That's a great. Do you remember the last dinosaur? A seventies TV movie. With no, uh, oh, you don't remember this? No, uh, it was. Uh, I remember it as a kid, I saw it as a kid, and a TV I remember movie. I remember the um, uh, it was a 77, it was made in 1977. Uh, it, let me tell you who's in it, man. Your boy, mm. your boy Richard Boone, and and oh, yeah, and and Joan <laughs> Van Ark. And it's it's oh, all really? and it's all about this guy that I, I guess is like a it's kind of like a lost world kind of thing where they were um huh. um I remember they drill into this prime prime primeval world and uh and then they he's hunting uh, this Tyrannosaurus Rex and the, when I was a kid it was very impressive and then I, I recently saw clips of it it looks terrible it looks it terrible it was so bad it was shot with like uh uh it was shot with like a Basically, with uh, the same production company that did, like, um, uh, I believe it was, like, uh, 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 Ultraman and all that. So it looked really terrible. But when I was a kid, when I was a kid, it was pretty cool. I just remember he had a rifle and he was trying to kill this Tyrannosaurus Rex. So how are they doing the the dinosaurs? Is it like a lizard with a fin tied to it? No, it's like puppets. It's like puppets in stop motion. It looks like a a suit. Yeah, yeah. Look, Google Mm. it. Google it. The last dinosaur. Boy, I love so that, that movie. Those, Boy, I love that movie when I was TV a kid. Movies. Yeah, yeah. Remember when TV movies were a thing? Yeah, like every week, every network had like a TV movie. Yeah. Is it? I mean, that's um, how we saw. Is that's it really how we saw Duel. The last unicorn. What's that? <laughs> the last unicorn. Is it related to the last unicorn? Yes, like the except without Christopher Lee. They used a horse DNA. They couldn't get a unicorn DNA, so they used a horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's your favorite uh, era in uh, prehistory, guys? Is it do you like the dinosaur era, or do you like the era with the big dumb mammals? Which, 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 what's <laughs> big dumb mammals? Mm. Mm, I'm gonna go dumb mammals. I feel like that's the safe answer here. You feel like you, you you feel like you'd rather go back in time and see some saber tooth tigers, see some buck tooth tigers rather than like a dinosaur. Oh, I, I wouldn't want to go back anyways. I'm gonna die. No, you're not. No, you're a white yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What so about you're saying that a white guy in the land of the dinosaurs would survive? Yes. <laughs> Didn't you see Land of the Lost? Haven't you seen the movies? <laughs> I want to go back to the time where pterodactyls coexist with Raquel Welch. <laughs> yes. Can I go back to that time mm-hmm. period where she's like the queen of the uh, shell people or something? Yeah. Stanley Kubrick's Ring it. one million Ring it years BC. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. if Kubrick had done that and they had been oh, like God. Raquel Welch would had like the ape mask on in the beginning of, oh, that would have been great. I can imagine. That would have been great. Yeah. It would have taken five years to film, and he would have gone to great lengths to make sure she looked like a real cave woman. Yeah, just messed and up. Somebody teeth. would have said, "Somebody would have said, you're missing the point. She's supposed to be in a fur bikini." Yeah. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Jake, I derailed Kubrick. you though, but we're going to play this game called Humankind. It's on PC. 
Uh, I think it's just PC. All right. It might be on. It might be on console though. That's... Hey, that's weird. Look at just eating screen. That's. I'm sorry. I interrupted. <laughs> it looks like it's. It's a reflection of the outdoors. It looks like she's outdoors now. No, it's yeah, a reflection just... of the fan. No, I know that, but it's weird because of the way it looks. It looks like it's the outside of a house or something. Hmm. Really? Hmm. John, what sorry, do you what do you I got for that. us? Uh, not a damn thing. Uh, except last night, uh, TCM does those fil- uh, all through August. They do these uh, one-day film festivals. It's one one actor all day long. So last night it was Frederick March. Nice. Ooh. So I so I watched um, I Married a Witch and The Best Years of Our Lives, and of course the original Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Wow. I forgot who's which in the- really holds up. It's amazing. A movie that's like ninety years old, and that one really holds up, and the makeup is impeccable, and he transforms right on camera, and it's not done with like stopping the camera. It's right on camera. He's looking in a mirror, and he's changing right before your eyes. Pretty amazing for ninety years ago. Uh, Frederick Warch uh, was in uh, I Married a Witch, also, which you mentioned, and that was the movie we uh-huh. talked about that Veronica Lake followed up with. Uh, after Sullivan's Travels, that's the movie she did after Sullivan's Travels, right? When they didn't want to work with her right, anymore? Right, and they, I think they asked Joel McRae. I think Preston Sturgis was a, was a producer on I, I Married a Witch. And I think they were going to get uh, Joel McRae to play the lead. And he said, I don't want to work with her again. I've had my fill. I don't want to do it again. Wow. And then when it was over, Frederick March was like, yeah, I, I see what you're talking about. <laughs> that's great. So I guess she was difficult. You'd never know it because she comes off great on screen. But I guess she was difficult. <laughs> It happens. Uh, Patrick, are you reading anything, honey? Uh, right now, I read the second issue of Moon Knight, so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am also on, uh, I have a first compendium of Spawn. Because mm. I figured why not? It sounded like fun, so it's been good so far. All right. Is that a reboot of Spawn? No, it's just a collection of the original. So it's the Todd McFarlane. Is somebody rebooting Spawn right now? I don't think so. I thought I saw something like somebody was trying to reboot it. Get me, I'm E.T. Look at me, huh? I'm the extraterrestrial. Look at you. See it? Can... <laughs> it's great It's great radio. It's, yeah. <laughs> Be good. All right, guys. Let's take a quick break because we're looking to wonder what the hell I'm talking about. But uh, there's, a, there's a reflection of a light in the TV behind me. And if I hold up my finger, it looks like the end of my finger's glowing. It certainly does. So I'm doing be good. All right, guys, we'll be right back. When we come back, it's trivia time. And then we're going to talk about Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Or as Justine likes to call it, what the hell did I just watch? So we'll be right back after these messages. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Uh, it was a lovely little break. Did everybody get to go potty? Yep. yep. Nope. Justine, you didn't go potty. You need to go. No. Do you want me to go? No. <laughs> uh, Trivia weird. time. The, the game is called I Should Have Known That. Uh, uh, by the way, Besotted Geek said uh, Internet Trivia was good. So we'll be doing that again. 
Smarty pants. Yeah, There's well. always someone who doesn't like it, so. Uh, all right, yeah. here we go. Jake. We're starting with Jake here, randomly. How many pieces does each player have at the start of a chess game? Of a chess game? Yes. Oh, God. You know, two rooks, knights, two bishops. Sixteen. That's right. How about that? Patrick, what is a box for storing cigars called? Uh, Humidor. Justine, how many stomachs does a cow have? Ooh, three. Four. 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 I said four. John, how long does it typically take for an alarm to go off again after the snooze button is hit? Half hour. No. Nine minutes. Nine minutes. Nine minutes? That was five minutes. Uh, (laughs) Jake, daisies and brownies are the first two membership levels of what organization? Oh, that's uh, Girl Scouts. That's right. Uh, Patrick, what kind of animal is a gecko? Uh, Lizard. Jake's going to know this easily. What is the Amsterdam district of Devalen, more Devalen, I guess, more commonly known as? Amsterdam? Is that the is that the red light district? It is. Okay. <laughs> wow. I wow. I what? I what? What is the I knew it. Patrick, know this it. is a battle. Patrick, what is the clothing worn by surgeons and other medical professionals called? Scrubs. Correct. All right, here we go. Jake, this is a volley. This is like the this is like the uh, the game of words in uh, in uh, in Rosencrantz and Guildenstern right now. We're having a tennis match here, yeah. Uh, I forgot who I was asking. Uh, I was, Me. Oh, Jake, what musical and film centers on Austria and the family of Captain George von Trapp? The oh god, uh, sound of music. Right? Correct. Patrick, art question. What painter uh-huh. cut off his own ear? Van Gogh. Oh, my God. What? Van Gogh. Correct. Actually, if you watch Doctor Who, it's Van Gogh. Yeah, uh, Van Gogh. What is the capital of Australia, Jake? What is the capital of Australia? Oh, Jesus. Geography. No. I'm terrible. This is hard. Uh, this is actually difficult. Unless you're... Uh, uh, apologies to... Uh, Australian listeners, uh, but this is not the first city you think of when you think of Australia. I'm going to just say Brisbane, knowing it's not it. It is not. It is Canberra. Oh. Canberra. Yeah, I haven't done that. Uh, and then, so Patrick, you're the winner, but let's see if you can ask answer the, the bonus question here. Leonardo DiCaprio acted in the, 19, in the film Titanic oh in 1997. God. Who was his leading lady? Uh, I don't know her name, so I'm not going to get that one right. And he painted her like one of his French girls. It was Kate Winslet. Yeah, I know who she is. Kate Winslet. That's it. Oh, my God. I just saw the next question, and it is a gimme for whoever gets it. Oh, actually, it might not be. It might not be, because technically, I don't know what the answer is, but I I know what the – you could technically get the wrong answer. Well, that was a fun game. Good job, Patrick. Good job of uh, of, of doing some Thank trivia. You. We haven't worked our way through that deck yet. I'm a little concerned how many questions remain. 
We're gonna have to get another. Yeah, we're gonna have to pull from the internet. We're gonna have to pull from the internet, and you, we know how bad you guys are at that. Oh, oh we were God. poor. Are yeah. you kidding me? I'm like Alex Trebek, where I like I make it seem like I knew the answer the whole time, but I didn't. So I really oh. that's that's my shout out to Alex Trebek right there. I mean, we were definitely fooled. I'll be honest. Thank you, uh, guys. It's time for the Digital Movie Club. Uh, I can't. I'm not in full voice today. Why's <clears throat> that? I've got this weird little. Uh, I've got a weird uh, cough that I can't get. It's like this cough. Head cold, not a head cold, Uh-oh. but it's a, could Uh-oh. be allergies. No, I already got tested twice. Uh-oh. I was tested twice last week. Both came back negative. Once for a personality and once for empathy. <laughs> uh, Justine's doing a nice little. Uh, Justine's doing a nice little uh, impersonation of me. But it looks like I'm doing the uh, penguin laugh. Like I'm just kind of going. It looked like she was doing a ventriloquist's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she, you should do that again, Justin. You look like one of the Charlie Brown kids. Do it. Do it again. Hark the herald angels sing glory to the new. Now go. <laughs> And then they take a breath. It's it's creepy when they take a breath. (sighs) John, those kids are probably all about your age, all right? Older. (laughs) Really? Wow. Yeah, Yeah, it came out in 65. I think those kids were probably like eight or nine when they did it. Oh, maybe a little older than John. Okay. I highly recommend the Snoopy show if you want to upset Justine on uh, on the. Uh, Justine, I don't know. It just sounds like it. It sounds like it's like Tom and Jerry, just a bunch of running around and no talking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody likes that shit. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I could turn this. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Who likes Who likes cartoon classics anymore? I I do. I I tend to enjoy the cartoon classics. All right, it is now time. That's our new uh, digital movie club theme. Does anyone know the name of that song? If you know, I've been trying to find out. It's canned. If you can't, it's canned music. Yeah. If you know the name of that song. Please, please tell us. Uh, I'm going to guess that there isn't even a title, but it's like, you know, it's like uh, Shelf A3 or something. <laughs> it's just canned music. I uh, think. Please tell us this, the name of that song. You guys, do you guys, do you guys know what song we're talking about? <laughs> Poor Mario. You know what song we're talking about? Like, uh, these because no it was uh it's like public domain because every every kid show had that at the the finale you know like Wonderama or you know the... Mario yeah that's it <laughs> so Google doesn't know what that is when you play it nope you know when you when you push the button it doesn't tell you anything huh. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking in the in the comment section of this YouTube video. But if you played that for like Siri or Google Assistant, it wouldn't tell you. No. 
Oh, here, let's mm. find out. Alexa? I bet you... Yeah. What song is this? This is AM 570 LA Sports. Oh, no. Alexa, can you identify this song? Mm. No, she, she just shut it off. Uh, but the comment section is full of people saying... Um, and uh, it's full of people saying they don't know the name of this song. Okay, so people are trying to find out. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's full. Right. And this is from years ago. People are. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna work on it. But the last time you said that, like months ago, and I couldn't get anywhere with that. You know. <laughs> How about that, huh? <laughs> that is our new. Uh, Digital Movie Club theme, all right? I like it. That's for today. So welcome to the Digital Movie Club. Patrick, uh, do you want to tell us about Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead? Yes. Uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Released worldwide February 8th, 1991. Uh, Had a small release in uh, uh, some minor film festivals in 1990. But uh, box office or budget was 2.4. Three million, uh, with a whopping uh, success of seven hundred and forty-nine thousand dollars. Yes, uh, it's actually one. Se- it's actually one best picture at the Venice Film Festival, but was not got given- a seven point four on IMDb, a sixty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, starring uh, Gary Oldman, Tim Roth, uh, and directed by Tom Stoppard. Don't forget R- Ricard Dreyfus. You forgot Ricard Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a the the biggest problem with this movie is that it's based on a play, and it feels like a play, obviously, because they're they're um, you know it, you know it's basically Hamlet from the point of view of two minor characters, but what starts out as kind of a, a little spin on Hamlet turns into this really kind of uh, ongoing. Um, uh, rumination on sort of death and uh, the idea that these characters are part of a play. They kind of come to consciousness. It's kind of weird the way they kind of set it up. Um, They're kind of, they kind of imply that the characters didn't exist before they were called for in the, in the movie. So they're really just characters in a play that have come to life and they're trying to figure out what the hell is going on and why, Everything is weird where they are, um, but uh, it has it features two really great performances by uh, Tim Roth and Gary Oldman. So if you just want to see them doing something different, this is the movie uh, for you. And it's a little bit, um, it's a little absurdist. It's a little. It's kind of hard to. It's it's very hard to explain to someone if you haven't seen it. But I highly recommend it. if you're even vaguely familiar with Hamlet. I, I suggest checking it out. Or if you're a fan of a Gary Oldman or Tim Roth. I, you know, I'm, I myself, I'm a huge, if you only know Gary Oldman from doing like being the bad guy or saying mount the curb in uh dark night, uh, hmm. then, you know, this is, this is the movie for you. Do you like my, that's my Gary, that's my Gary Oldman. <laughs> Impressive. Spot on. <laughs> because you can tell that, that you can tell that line was written by someone British trying to sound like an American cop. Mount the curb. 
They would never. They would never say that. We would never say that here in the. Uh, that having said that, his his accent in those movies is impeccable. You'd never know he was British. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except for that, when he says "mount the curb," um, he should have said "mind the gap." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's well, like Wait, Tim Gary Oldman is also British. Yes. Oh, wow, what a great actor. <laughs> I don't know why we're great at these accents. <laughs> oh well, uh, uh, Justine was asking before the show started whether or not Tim Roth was actually American. And uh, so now you didn't know Gary Oldman was British either. Wow, Justine, see? That's acting. Acting. Amazing. I mean, I thought they did a great accent. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Americans, th- uh, don't, Americans don't do great British accents, but uh, in the inverse, you know, Brits do great American accents. Yes. <laughs> I will tell you what, though, uh, it does get mentioned in, uh, in Ted Lasso, the... Uh, what's her name? Oh, yeah. Wigger does do a great uh, British accent in in her in the Bridget Jones movies. He mentions uh, Mary Poppins too, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does say Dick Van Dyke, the the possessor of the greatest British accent in all of cinema history. <laughs> and he seems sincere. He, he seems sincere when he says it too. That's what's funny about it. Maybe he believes it, yeah. Uh, yeah, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I think they're talking about Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Oh, you. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. We love you. Uh, huh. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. John, did you love that as a kid? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't like, I didn't like Mary Poppins as a kid. Yeah, I thought it was a little, you know, just too syrupy. Uh, the one we liked was Willy Wonka because we all liked Gene Wilder. So it was like, and he seemed like he was probably like psychotic. So we're like, okay, this is the one that works. <laughs> Uh, okay, so so Mary Poppins, you weren't down with me. I I, I, just, I was not a fan of Mary Poppins either when I was a kid. Are you down with Mary Poppins? The I'm Poppins? Not, I'm not. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Justine, Justine muted herself there. I was so mind blown by her suitcase or her little like her bag. Yeah. You weren't hopping like, for the Poppins, man. When she takes the um. <laughs> what did what you is say, Jake? I don't know. I don't think uh, we yeah, what did she pull, about what he She said. pulls something crazy. She pulls something she pulls like crazy out of that bag. Pulls yeah. Like a lamp out and she's like, keeps pulling. I'm like, what? And then they show the kids underneath, and I was just as mind blown as them. Yeah. Uh, also, the uh, umbrella has like a parrot on the end that rolls its eyes. You're like, Jesus, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> Isn't uh, like a bird on the end of her umbrella? The, like the, the handle's like, got like a bird's head. The parrot, yeah. I think I yeah. finally watched. All of Mary Poppins once. I, I sat through the whole thing once because I had seen clips of it here or there. But when, when Disney Plus first started, I think I, I was like, I'm going to sit down and watch this. And I watched it, and uh, I can't remember any of it. I just The rem- problem is if you watch it, unless you're like five when you first see it, if you watch it as an adult, it's going to be tough going, you know? <laughs> yeah. Dick, Dick Van Dyke is much as, older. As, as much as we love Dick Van Dyke on his TV show, uh... Uh, yeah, he's not great as doing a British accent, but he is a great physical comedian. He can dance and do all the stuff that he needs to do. He just shouldn't be doing that accent. Excuse me. Whoa. Excuse me. Had a little uh, chorizo burrito that I had for breakfast. Patrick, can you turn on the Skrillex music, please? <laughs> Patrick doesn't want to show his face because he's got a Skrillex haircut. That's what happened. It's definitely what it is. By the way, by the way, five dollars. If I I will pay anyone who doesn't believe that Patrick looks like Gary Oldman, uh, 
in uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, they have to pay me five dollars. I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. <laughs> Justine, what did you see? John, I don't see it either. I have there, people, there are people Patrick looks like, but I don't think Gary Oldman's one of them. Oh yeah, in this in this movie he, he kind of in this I movie he, it, it kind of looked like it. He had the the same same face, mm. just growing mm. his hair out a little. Mm-hmm. Grow his hair out a little. I think Mario's just really hoping. Grow his hair out, get a little older, change his face a little bit. Looks just like him. no, 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 no. <laughs> I love it. Change his DNA, carve his face off. Yeah, it looks just like him. Get rid of the proud boy haircut. Give him a little. Uh, give him that. Whoa. What? What? Wow. I can't mm. see him. So like, he, I, his reaction is is not ready. <laughs> I love it. You're like you're like for all I know that is the haircut. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Let's talk about. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Who here is most familiar with the original Hamlet? Who here is the most familiar with Hamlet? Is that like a small piece of Hamlet? Like what is? It is. It's a little Hamlet. I didn't want the whole okay. uh, the whole piece. Oh, no. I didn't want the whole ham, just a Hamlet. Yes. Oh, there's the like cat. Like a little breakfast mm-hmm. with a little piece of bread. A Hamlet is also a small town, a small village, a village. The Hamlet of uh, Goleta, California. Of um, Yeah, I don't know. Justine, let's talk about it. What did you think? Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. What were you expecting? What did you think? What were your thoughts? Um, I was lost. Mm-hmm. And then I was still lost. <laughs> yes. I, I really enjoyed the parts where it wasn't about what was happening in the movie. <laughs> uh-huh. When they were just kind of doing weird things. Yeah, and it was just funny to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were, the coin thing made me laugh. The part where they're even playing, um, what were they playing? The word game question. Tennis. It's like badminton. No, I don't even know. Yeah, it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that for. I love that for a second he discovers uh, gravity because he drops the two things back in the thing at the same time, and then when he tries Mm -hmm. to show them, it doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't work. (laughs) He goes, oh. It doesn't work. The whole, like, them just being them was great. I didn't care for anything else, but I do like Ian. Is his name Ian? Lane Glenn, whatever his name is. Who's that? Oh, Hamlet. Hamlet himself. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He's very good. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's good looking and young, but I know he grows up to be good looking. (laughs) Where, where does he? What do we know him from? Game of Thrones. Oh, who is he? he grew up to be? Who is he in Game of Thrones? Jorah. Hello, Kalishi. Oh, is that him? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sir Jorah. Is yeah, that Sir, right? Sir Jorah Mormont. Sir Jorah Mormont. I didn't even hundred percent. I didn't even know that. I didn't even realize it was. Wow. Him. Yeah, as soon Looks- as you see his face, you're like, that's him. Uh, young. I wow, I'll have to go back and look. I'll have to go back and look. I don't, yeah, wow. Season eight kind of wiped my memory of anything that happened in seasons one wow. through seven of You hated Game it of that Thrones. much, huh? Yeah, kind of ruined it for me. Sir Jorah. Wow, the whole season. <laughs> uh, okay. I didn't even realize that. Good call, Justine. Me, me That's wow. why you're on this I'm show. You are clutch, man. You are clutch. <laughs> so you didn't you didn't care about all the Hamlet stuff. You just like them as like a comedy team, which they are. They are great together. They are really good together. Yeah, and then seeing um, Richard Dreyfus was okay. I didn't care until they actually got into their play, and I was watching how they were doing the blood part, like when they were actually doing a little mini play. Yeah, that's it, when it was actually entertaining. Because the beginning part, you're like, "What was that?" <laughs> just go yeah. away. 
Um, yeah, I didn't really care for that. They're it's tra- a bit too long. I don't know. They're tragedians, right? They're so basically they're saying like, look, uh, if you want for a little, uh, for a little, for a little money, you can be part of the action. You know what I'm saying? For you know? a little bit of money, you can fuck this dude. <laughs> 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 yeah. He should have said it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, for a little bit of cash. Hey. Hey, how you doing? Uh, the coin flip. The coin flip. hundred I like that they just keep counting. He just keeps counting the... Uh... So you, you know something's going on with that. You know, why does it keep... So these questions that keep popping up through the through the whole movie. So I always... That, that was my always take on... That was... My take on it was that they, because you can interpret it a lot of ways, but my my interpretation is that they don't, that these are characters in a play who suddenly have self-awareness and they mm-hmm. can't figure out why they didn't exist before. Because he keeps asking, what's the first thing you remember? You're right. And they go, well, we right. were summoned by the king, you know. Right. Uh, no, what the, what's the first thing you remember? <laughs> yeah. After What's the first thing you remember after all the other things you've forgotten? And he's like, oh, yeah. Like that's gonna change the thing, but um, uh, Patrick, what did you think? Had you seen this before? Did you? What did you think of *Rosencrantz and Guildenstern*? Uh, I'd never seen this before. Uh, honestly, I, I I agree with Justine in a lot of points. Like, it's kind of the best parts of this movie are when it's just the two of them having a conversation mm-hmm. and them actually being people, I guess, in an in an aspect versus. You know, instead of them being like Shakespearean parts, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can actually understand what they're going through. You can, you know, feel what you know they have going on, and it's it's most entertaining when it's them and just them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like the fact that the tragedy uh, tragedians are playing out exactly what's happening in a Hamlet as it happens. Which is what happens in the which is what happens in the yeah, play, right? Yeah, it, it's it's a cool thing, and it's it's always probably the best part of Hamlet seeing that. Um, I don't know. It's I think that it's a little bit too broad, and I think that the problem is, I think that it's suffered a lot for you know public audiences as far as being able to be a successful film. Um, it doesn't feel like it's set up for a wider audience. Yeah, it's very it, it's it's a very popular play. It's you know considered a, it's widely considered a, a great play, and uh, yeah, it doesn't always not all of it translates to film. I think that if you're it's different if you're watching it live. I think that you know a lot of that, um, a lot of and, that, and you know. It's Tom Stoppard directing his own play, so you you probably couldn't have done much better. He did probably as good as you can do sure. with the material, because he he said he couldn't find and he says there's nobody I know that who's gonna who's gonna understand what I'm trying to do. So he said I've never directed a movie before, but it's gonna have to be me, so that I don't spend the whole time trying to explain what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I yeah, might as well do it myself. Sure. Uh, and yeah, a lot of that. I think that that's ultimately Patrick. You're right. I think that's what ultimately keeps it from being. Uh, much more than like a niche or a cult movie is because it's yeah. it, it's it's hard it's not really it it doesn't feel like a movie it feels like you're watching a, a photograph play although there are you know they are there are different sets and they're outside and they're in the castle and they're on the ship and all that it does feel very much like a play uh you know the way the characters enter and and 
and disappear and things like that. But I can imagine seeing it as a play is probably pretty. Come in, is probably pretty uh, impressive. I would I would think, depending on who this thing gets revived, like every few years they have an, it has another run. You know, it's 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 always it's one of those plays that's always playing somewhere. Uh, Jake, talk to me. So I've never seen Hamlet. Mm-hmm. So but for I you, know the the general idea. So I'm kind of in that more general audience who may or may not have seen Hamlet, but knows a little bit about it. So um, I was I was very lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, what's going on? And yeah, it took yeah. me a minute. I'm like, okay, they're in this play. Got it. They they they're aware. Okay, so it took me maybe half the like maybe not half the movie, but like maybe like 45 minutes to fully understand what's going on. But when Rosencrantz and Guildenstern aren't like the main focus of the scene, I felt like it was just kind of meandered. Mm-hmm. It, nothing was nothing was really happening. It's like everything's happening in the background. Yes, which is the whole point. Yeah, but I feel like it that would that plays out much better in a play as opposed to a film where like you know you need to try and maintain people's I don't know. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. For a movie, you have to feel like you have to maintain people's attention, especially if you're not familiar with the play. Especially if it's something yeah. where you're not familiar with, which which is fine. I mean, how, you know, not everybody knows. You know, uh, trust me, not everybody's reading Shakespeare. I know Hamlet because I had to read it in school in high school. Otherwise, this that probably would that wouldn't be something I'd reach for. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's we not need a cut. We need a, we need a super cut of this movie where they're. Where they splice in, where they have like a movie of Hamlet, and they kind of splice in the scenes with Rose. It's like a mystery yeah. science theater version where they're just kind of commenting during the whole thing. Yeah, that might work. That might work. Yeah, it does help if you know Hamlet, obviously, and you know mm-hmm. the play, and you know the way where it's going, and you know the scenes they're observing, because uh, they are observing the scenes where they've been called into existence. Uh, I think in the play, mm-hmm. uh, I think they were friends of, they were like school friends of Hamlet. I think. Or they, yes. yeah, they were school friends. So they, you know, they hadn't seen him in a while. And I think they, they mentioned it in the play that the king um, tells him, hey, come, you know, come and figure out what's wrong with your friend. You know, he's been depressed, so, you know. Yeah. And uh, so they're kind of just now watching the goings on in the castle since they've been summoned. Because they just yeah. appear, they're very, they're in the play very briefly. If you read, they're mentioned, and then at the end, they you know he switches the note, and they get they they die because um, they're they're there to escort him with a note that says you know kill to the to the uh, king of England saying hey kill Hamlet, and he switches the note and says kill Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, and that's how they they meet their end in the play. What were you going to say, Justine? Justine, you're muted. What? You're still muted. Still muted. <laughs> You can. Oh, it's the construction. It's construction. There's no construction going on right now. Well, she was, she was, she was pointing out the window. Are you sure there's no construction? Yeah. What's that? You watching Duke's Hazard? Somebody watching Duke's Hazard? Oh, that would have been great if you had the the guy who the guys who played. Uh, uh, Dukes of Hazard, they would have played Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. That would have been, that would have been. And then some... the Player King, like Denver Pyle, could have been the, the Player King. <laughs> That'd be great. 
Who would Roscoe P. Coltrane be? Who would James Best be? Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Polonius. Bo- I don't know. Boss Hogg is Polonius. The, Boss Hogg is Polonius. <laughs> <laughs> because you can picture him wearing the stuff, you know, <laughs> with the with the wacky hat and all that. Yeah, yeah. And then, but the then it's weird hat. because uh, what's her name is is going to be Daisy Duke. Uh, yeah, know, yeah, that, that is weird. That, that's kind of weird. Uh, but you know, that is sort of a tragedy in itself, the Dukes of Hazard. John, your thoughts on Rosencrantz and Guildenstern? They're dead. I had seen this, um, when it came out. Uh, my ex wife was really into Gary Oldman, so I saw every single movie that Gary Oldman ever did <laughs> up to a certain point. Uh, I like Gary Oldman and uh, Tim Roth, I think they're both great, and so it sort of works, even if you're not familiar with Hamlet, I think it kind of works. This film was always going to have a limited appeal because you'd have to care about Shakespeare even to want to see it, you know? Yeah. It's fun. It, it, it's what I always say about uh, Young Frankenstein. It's fun to a point, but if you're familiar with the old movies, then it's really a lot of fun. So if you know Hamlet, this is probably a hell of a lot more fun. But how many people are that familiar with Hamlet, you know? I had seen the movie with uh, Kenneth Branagh back in the 90s. I guess it was after this. Kenneth Branagh did a four and a half hour version of Hamlet. Yeah, with Jack big, Lemmon. It was a big deal with Jack Lemmon in it, right? And Billy Crystal and Robin Williams. Everybody had a part in there. Charlton Heston played the the Player King. Yeah. And um, the thing is, uh, it was the first time anybody had ever filmed the entire, the complete play. People had done Hamlet before. Lawrence Olivier did Hamlet, but they always cut bits out so that it's a two hour movie. So he said, "I'm going to do the whole damn text. It's a four and a half hour movie." They had to do it uh, in intermission. I went to see it with somebody, and it was a, they had an intermission after like two hours, but it was the entire play. And it was impressive. It was really good. But I, if I hadn't seen that, and I think I even saw the Mel Gibson one for some reason, huh. the, the Franco Zeffirelli one with uh, Mel Gibson and Glenn Close. Yeah. I saw that one, too. It's the only, and those were, that was like 20 years ago. It's the only reason I had even a passing uh, understanding of what was going on. I, I went back and looked at some cliff notes. I thought, before I see this... I better look at the Cliff's notes so I re- just remember who the basic characters are. Mm-hmm. You know? And so that helped a little bit to kind of jog my memory. There's so many characters. Sure. And then, you, know, you, for- you forget that in that play, everybody is dead. At the end of it, the only guy who's left is that other friend of his. Um, uh, is it Horatio? Horatio. I think Horatio. The only guy who's left standing is Horatio. Then the two guys walk in from England and go, they make the announcement. Right? <laughs> you know, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. And you go, God, that's why people always joke about this play. You know, at the end, it's a bloodbath. Everybody is dead except for one guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and that is a so line, yeah, I think that is a line that? from, that's a line from the, that's a line from Hamlet. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. That is and a, I think that was the that was the jumping off point. I'm sure he thought, what would be the silliest thing I can do? These two characters that are barely in it, and uh, you know that's the ending line. What if I, you know, the jumping off point is the movie is from their point of view, you know, which they're going to do with Star Trek. What is it? It's going to be the lower. Is it Star Trek where they're doing the lower the um, lower decks on they, Paramount TV? Yeah. yeah. So you know, this concept has been done where you go, what if you take this character who's just not hardly on screen at all or not on stage and now you're taking it from his point of view so uh, this is probably this the play came out in 66 this is probably one of the first times anybody tried that you know let's take a character that really has very little to do and make it all from their point of view now you know people have kind of uh, kind of run with it yeah i think it's a lot of fun i think it's a lot of fun like uh, justine said it's just kind of fun to watch them going back and forth just the physical stuff the juggling and the wordplay 
And uh, they have great chemistry. I think Gary Oldman and Tim Roth both have great chemistry in this. And it's kind of like Waiting for Godot. I don't know if you ever saw that. It's got all this sort of, you know, this sort of deep dish philosophical uh, sort of thinking and, um, you know, contemplating all these heavy questions. But in the end, you need two comedians in a way. Uh, I think the original cast of Waiting for Godot had like Burt Lahr was the orig- one of the original guys. Because they said what you need are people that are like good physical comedians. I think uh, the other guy that was in it in the revival was uh, Bill Irwin, who was a juggler. And I think uh, Mike Nichols tried to revive it with uh, Steve Martin and uh, Robin Williams. Oh, wow. Because what you, need, what you need for something like this or Waiting for Godot is you need people who are good actors, but you also need people who are good, like, physical. They can do comedy. They can do the wordplay. They can do the timing. They can do the physical stuff. Because there are certain scenes in this movie where it's almost like Laurel and Hardy. They're doing great physical, you know, falling through trap doors and pratfalls and... Uh, they pull. I think they pull all of that off. Yes. I think it's just as in, it's just as important that they can pull that stuff off. You know, it's it's great how uh, physical Gary Oldman is in this, and Tim Roth does like a great slow burn. He's he, you know Tim Roth is obviously the smarter one, right? Gary right. Oldman's kind of dense when they're doing that whole thing about southerly and easterly, and yeah. uh, and then you know Tim Roth thinks he's smart, then he kind of gets confused, and he's you know they're talking about you know what time of day is it and. All that stuff is great, and you're kind of watching them do, yeah. you know, because we're used yeah, to they gotta, we're used to seeing them, yeah, we're used to seeing them as kind of scumbags sometimes, you know. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. how many times have both those guys have played really bad guys in the movies, you know? Yeah. So to see them playing sort of like these dim bulbs and you know very comedic, it's great. It just goes to show you how good they are. You yeah. know, it's it's kind of a it's a lot of fun just to watch them. It's a hell of a lot of fun just to watch them sort of interacting. And then if you are familiar at all with the play, then other things come into focus and it just, it's a little more fun. I think Richard Dreyfus does a great job. I've always liked him as an actor and uh, you can tell he's having a really good time as that character, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Playing him very well. And uh, just a lot of, a lot of fun dialogue for him to spout off. Uh, yeah. He must've had, uh, yeah, I think the three of them probably had the time of their lives to do doing something like this. And yeah, it's so it's the sort of thing you wonder, God, I wonder how many theaters this played in. You know what I mean? Something like this, it's like it's not going to be general release. Yeah. You know? And so the, the budget, I think they shot this all in like Yugoslavia because that's where you can find the cobblestones and the castles and it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's where they film a lot, you know, where they're doing like Shakespeare and period pieces. That's usually where they go is like Eastern Europe because that's you don't want to be paying somebody at the universal back lot or you you make the 12 chairs there you make exactly exactly and it always looks right it always looks like it's 300 years ago sure sure yeah i don't know it's a it's a lot of fun i i enjoy it but i hadn't seen it probably in you know 30 years so did it hold up for you Sure, sure, because they're so good. The thing, it, it, this thing either makes it or it doesn't make it completely based on how good the two leads are. And because they're so good and they have such chemistry, um, that's what makes it fun. And like all great sort of comedy uh, teams, they're both dumb. One's a little smarter. Yeah. You find that with every exactly. comedy team. The, yeah, the yeah. Three Stooges, Laurel and Hardy, Abbott and Costello. They're, it's always like they're both dumb. One's a little less dumb. <laughs> One's a little more yeah. on the ball, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I found myself wondering watching this time uh, what the info was. It, it did remind me a lot of Laurel and Hardy where 
You know, Absolutely. Ollie's Ollie's a little smarter, but he's still pretty dumb too. You always, I kept waiting for like Tim Roth to do the thing where he looks at the screen, you know, doing the, uh, you know, but he did these great sort of like eye rolls and sort of like, you know, just his body language is like, yeah. ugh, yeah. do I have to explain it again? <laughs> Justine, can I ask you a, a completely loaded sexist question? Go ahead. Who was Good hotter? Honoring. Who was hotter, Rosencrantz or Guildenstern? Oh. That tells me neither. That's <laughs> uh, tough. Maybe Oldman was better looking. Yeah, because he looks like Patrick. See, point proven. There you go. Point proven, Patrick. You look like Gary Oldman. You made the right choice. You tricked me. You tricked me. It's a trap. Wait till get, wait till <laughs> wait till Patrick gives himself the the Fifth Element haircut. Then you'll really say he looks hmm. like. Uh, Wow, with the plexiglass patch and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I could never figure out what the hell was going on there. It's like a Hitler haircut, but then he's got like this plexiglass, this clear plastic patch that covers half the head or something. <laughs> that's and that's a movie people love. Uh, all right. I, hey, I, I, I love it. I know, I know. I, I, <laughs> I'm alone in this camp, but I'm alone in this of not liking. Yeah. I'm alone not liking uh, Fifth Element. Yeah. I know. Sorry, I'm sorry, uh, but uh, uh, um, you know, I can't. Uh, Chris Tucker ruins it for me. Sorry. Well, if if I could edit something out of the movie, it would be Chris Tucker. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Jar Jar Binks. I, I when I'm watching The Fifth Element, I think it's like the Jar Jar Binks problem. Is there a way to just cut him out of the movie? <laughs> uh, well, you know. I don't know. And I like Chris Tucker, but in that movie, he's really annoying. <laughs> yeah. Love him in uh, Love him in Rush Hour. Love him in uh, Love him in Friday. Love him in There you uh, go. Yeah. But uh, all right, let's rank uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. We're not talking about Friday. We're not talking about Fifth Element. We're talking Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Justine, rank it. Um, I'll give it a three. Whoa. Patrick? Uh, I'm going to give it like a five, I think. Jake, cuddling with a kitty kitty? I agree with a five. Is that a Jasper or is that a... Uh, uh, this is a Jasper. That's a Jasper. Look at his little leg. Look at his little leg moving, Mikey. Look at his little legs. <laughs> he, doesn't like, he doesn't like this at all. No, he doesn't. The cats do not like... No, my cat hates to be held like a baby, so that's what my wife See, does. Like oh, yeah. Belly he hates he it. He hates it. <laughs> he hates every second of it. John, what do you give the old Rosencrantz of Guildenstern? Uh, I give it a seven. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to give it a seven as well, John. Good for you. See, kids today with their, with their, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Hip hop. Justine, uh, what's on tap for next week, Justine? Uh, City Slickers. Oh, my gosh. I haven't seen this movie in years. I, let's see if it holds up. Jack Palance. Ja have you seen this before, Justine? No. Patrick? Oh, boy. Yeah, Who's I've seen it? City Slickers before. Billy Crystal and Jack Palance. How about Jake? Jake, Jake have, have you seen Never City Slickers? Oh. And he's... He's Daniel the Stern, guy. 
Danielson. Jake's the comedy guy. Uh, yeah. We're not we're not watching City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gold. We're watching City Slickers. Oh, good. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And then after that, what's after that, Justine? The, the, after after City Slickers, it is like that a. That is, you're gonna be. It's gonna be the Rocketeer. Oh, John. Terminator Two. Oh. oh, John. The Commitments. Oh. The <laughs> what? Undiscovered Country. What's up? Speaking of the Rocketeer, they're coming out with a show on Disney Plus. They're working on it. Really? Mm-hmm. No, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Wow, Justine, what was before? Uh, what was before Undiscovered Country? Before Star Trek, The Commitments. Oh, oh! Have you got, have, has anyone seen that aside from me and John? Nope. Oh, you're no, in? but I've been trying to get Patrick on that. Really? Uh, <laughs> Put a ring on it. Put a ring on it. Is that true, Justine? It's only been like ten years. Wow, it's starting to come out on the show. This is not good, Patrick. And you know, did you see that coming? That was like out of left field. That was just like crazy. Patrick, you better get on it, bro. I'm just saying, for your own for your own uh, health and safety. Yeah, if you like it, then you should have put a ring on it. Uh, if, you, uh, if you feel like Patrick should put a ring on it, uh, hit him up on Twitter, at PDMac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You can get blasted. <laughs> What's your Twitter handle, uh, Patrick? <laughs> it's PDMax779. <laughs> You're a good friend. Patrick said, Patrick said, Twitter, I have no Twitter handle. Yeah. <laughs> is he still there? Tell him how you really feel. Patrick is, Patrick is checked out. Are you, Justine, is this going to affect the rest of the afternoon? Uh, no, he needs me today. Whoa. Patrick went to go take a shower in the middle of the show. <laughs> Patrick, are you okay? How do you how do you respond to these allegations, uh, Patrick? His mic's off. He's not talking. Dude. He, I know you can hear me. <laughs> Did you cross a line? Did you cross a line doing this on the air? <laughs> Her yeah. smile would say that she's. <laughs> You heard, you heard his feelings when you said Her things. smile tells me, what if he came in with a ring right now? What if he did? Like right on the air, just came in, popped in the room, <laughs> dropped on a knee. I would definitely say, what the F is happening? Dropped on a knee and pulled out a little That'd orphan Annie decoder ring. No, he'd open like, the door. He'd open the door and throw her a ring here. Mm-hmm. Married now. <laughs> Fine. If, it's, Fine, if, if I know Patrick, he's, he's a romantic it's going to be at the bottom of a, a bottom of the bowl of ramen. That's what's going to happen. Mm. She's going to finish her her spicy beef ramen, and then at the bottom there's going to be a yeah. Uh, you are the noodle. You are the noodle that's not to not my his language. What you is your uh, Justine? What's your birthstone? Um, aquamarine. Oh, that would make a beautiful uh, engagement ring. Mm-hmm. Aquamarine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Patrick, or even a just like a birthday gift, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'm yeah, gi- Patrick. It would make a great wedding ring. I'm giving him ideas. I'm giving him yeah. ideas. I think he's left the country. I don't think he's there anymore. Patrick's not. <laughs> he is not talking. He doesn't man. need ideas. He's seen what I wanted for a few years now. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you just post it. Do but, you just post it on his door every morning. Just the photo of the ring you want. 
But there's no, other. I think, I, I think I'm just going to be the one and that's going to end up buying it, though. But Justine, there's other things to buy, and and that's evidenced by every week in the comic book shop when he walks away with a new uh, statuette or some some rare volume of something. That uh, I mean, so there's other things to buy, Justine. So you really have to be. Don't be selfish. You need to be very considerate. <laughs> there's, more important, there's more important things to buy. It's all right. I'm saving up for it. I'm saving up for it. For what? Are you, are you going to ask him? Are you going to pop the question? No, I'm just probably going to buy the ring and be like, guess what? <laughs> We're engaged. That's how you do it? You're just going to... Is this like frog DNA where you can reproduce yourself? <laughs> We're, going, <laughs> We're going to Vegas. I already signed the papers. This is just a formality. W- would it be romantic if he did it on the podcast? Like if he came in and was like... And then our 13 listeners could be like, holy shit, this is fantastic. I don't really care either way. <laughs> <laughs> this is a genius plan by Patrick because he's just worn you down. So like over the years, you you know, you've, you've diminished <laughs> like, your expectations. Care. And so finally he's going to get to a point where you're just going to be like, okay, fine, whatever. And that's when he makes his move. Well, he's like, you already bought off the ring and you're already ready. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's probably the way to do it. Yeah. Knowing Patrick though. Knowing what he he did with like our logo, things like that, the way he just kind of sprung it on us, he's got something in the works, and I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, just knowing what I know about him, he's trying to yeah. hire the Spice Girls to sing. Mm-hmm. I just wow, not his love language. Well, what's Patrick, that? what's not his love language? That's not his love language. You guys should already know his love language because he does it all the time. What's up? He's gonna he's gonna sock you in the arm saying, "Hey, marry me." That's yeah, that's kind of like that's like a Brady Bunch thing. It's like want to go steady and yeah, soccer in the arm. Is his love language when he walks up and like just squeezes your ass, like just kind of gently, like he does to me and Jake? Well, or he's obviously not a touchy person. That's not a love. It's definitely not mm. his love language. Mm. No, I should know that. Otherwise, you'd be seeing him embracing Jake. Mm. But Patrick's <laughs> oh, love wow. language. Patrick's love language is gift giving, though he does give gifts. It's yeah, it's buying it. Yeah, he likes to buy things. He likes to spend money. Yeah, he'll there buy. You go. He'll I just buy. You guys. you guys know his love language because you've seen it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How he cares about you guys is him giving you. Yeah. Either paying for it or giving you the gift of it with these little. Yeah. Things. That is his love language. Yeah. My love language is, is yelling. He loves you. My- ah! <laughs> that was great. The hands under the chin. <laughs> Where is Patrick right now? Where, he just left the show. How much time do we have left, Jake? Ten minutes, it says. At ten minutes? It says ten minutes. Good, because I think I'm, what, uh, I'm really Patrick's enjoying the... Uh, oh, you guys have a timer on yours. I don't have a timer here. Yeah, it says ten minutes. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe Patrick's uh, right now getting a uh, a uh, blimp to go past your window, saying, "Will you marry me?" Yeah, I think that's. I think, I think that's Jake awesome. said her best. What if he's waiting to get all the Spice Girls together? You know how hard it would be to get every last Spice Girl. There's always a holdout. They didn't, they didn't even all tour together in the last. What's that mean? That's what Patrick's who, waiting for. When you who was mi- when, who was missing when you saw him in England? Um. Posh. It was um, Victoria Beckham. Oh, because she she doesn't need it anymore. She's married. No, but she still got paid. What? How's that happen? 
She didn't get paid as much as them, but she still got money. Damn. That's a hell of a contract. Even if I'm not there, you pay me. Gee, they got a good business manager. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not there. I don't care. You pay me. It's the brand. You're buying the brand. I'm on the posters. You pay me. I love it. Wow. That sounds nice. If you want to be... I love how Mario can even barely sing it, even just to be funny. He can barely get it out. Why one package? I'm impressed with his words. He knows. He knows some words. I feel like I feel like Patrick is going to do this big production where he's going to be like, "If you want to be my hyena," and then he's going to start doing like these like. uh, do like a dance with it, and he's gonna drop the ring on you. Well, Mario, what's your love language? You uh, know, we Nicole and I did this thing. Uh, my love language is uh, um, Nicole, help me out. I think it was uh, <laughs> there's words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, and receiving gifts. I'm definitely gifts. physical touch. I want to be. I want to be. I would say that too because you're definitely a toucher. I would say. Whoa, 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 whoa! What does that mean? You're touchy feely. Yeah, mm-hmm. always. <laughs> no, but like I like the to, hugs and all that. No, I, mm-hmm. well, I want people to scratch my back, crack well, he my tends, back. He usually will crack his knuckles on my back. Like he'll walk by and just like <laughs> does like a little crack in his knuckles. I'm like, I don't know if this was nice or not. Nicole. But- Nicole's gonna murder. Glad to be there. Congratulations, you've been used. You've served your purpose. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, but I love it. I, li- I like you enough to use you to crack my fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would. If I hated, if I hated you, I would not crack my knuckles on you. What I love is when you give Mario a hug, he'll say, "Don't touch me." <laughs> <laughs> I do. You know what's funny? I like. Uh, physical contact that's very, very like, like just like cracking my knuckles. It's very non-committal. Like I don't really, I really don't want to come up and hug you. I just, but I do want to just like some physical, a fist bump. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. I want like, I want like a fist bump. I don't need to hand like on your like, like on your birthday. I give you a hug and you're like, hey, that's great. Don't touch me. Yeah, I don't need to shake your hand. I don't need the eye contact. A fist bump. Or like we slap each other, a high five. Like I'm all about kinda, that. It's kind of like a cat. Like I want you to touch me this much. And then I'm <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Well, John, it's like you on know, my terms. Well, my John, terms. Well, the, the thing about hugging John is though, is you want to sink into the hug, and that makes yeah. me uncomfortable because I'm not secure in my own manliness. So when I when I feel it, it feels comfortable. I'm like, man, this I could do this all day. I could just nice I could just stand here with my head on John's chest, hugging him. And so I'm just like, please don't touch me, because I'm gonna just read Mario's off. Mario, Mario, Mario's like, God, he's fat. <laughs> no, not at all. You know what it is? You know what it is? It's like when you, uh, it's like when you sit down. And you're like, I probably shouldn't sit in this chair because I'm just gonna fall asleep. So I'm not yeah, gonna okay. sit down, and you know, I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. What's your love language, Jake? I'm I'm touchy feely too, but Patrick has conditioned me to be less so around you. Well, me and <laughs> that is true because Jake, Jake and I will like, even even like the mere the mere mention of physical contact around Patrick, he gets a little uncomfortable. Justine, this is going to be uh, way too personal, and we're running out of time. But is he that way at home? Does he not want you to touch him? Oh, I barely touch the guy. 
Wow. You get so mad at me. I get I get in trouble. <laughs> wow. I get a, I get a, I get like a slap, like a like you're a cat. Like you're a cat. Like, a cat. like you're the no, needy cat. Like, like I touched an old lady. That's the kind of listen. <laughs> <I get. laughs> uh, so the love languages are you get to it's swearing. What are they? Swearing, swearing. eating. Um, <laughs> Words of affirmation. Uh huh. Physical touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, quality time. Acts of service and gifts. I love that. Acts of service. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, like if he yeah, like that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that I know. might be Jake too, but I don't know. I think that's for sure. Um, yeah. That's for sure, Sandy to you. I would say. Oh yeah, like hey, let me give you a back rub. Let me cook you cookies, different. and she yeah. like, does these things for him. Like that, I'm pretty sure that's her. And have but. you known? Have you ever met anyone who deserves it less than Jake? Have you? I mean, let's be honest, right? He doesn't. You look at it. The show like, is taking a weird turn. <laughs> I think, uh, 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 I think Patrick's, Patrick's going to say, I can't believe you did a whole 10 minutes on my love life. You know? <laughs> Jake just went off. <laughs> and that was a good joke, Jake. I'm sorry. I'm sorry the audience at home couldn't see it, but Jake went to a black screen. Uh, by the way, Patrick has not signed in. His mic is off. His screen is off. As far as we know, he's on the dark side of the moon. He's like Michael Collins right now. What would you say, Justine? Do you think we drove him off with this personal talk? I'll find out. <laughs> I love it. I was going to go to the next room. I'll find out. For those of you just tuning in, we have four minutes left on the show, and Justine just went into uh, Patrick's room to see what's I think going that's on. hilarious. I'll go find out. No, he's still there. <laughs> <laughs> nope, he's sitting there seething. Uh, John, what's your love language? You got uh, language of, you have affirmation, you have uh, uh, physical touch, you have. Uh, you know, how long you've known me? I, I am a, I'm a huggy. I'm a huggy feely person. But I feel like you're also huggy. a, a word. A huggy and a gift giver. Oh, yeah, that's totally. That's totally John. I feel like John's like three. I think John's also words of affirmation. He's always quick to give a compliment and let you oh, know. Yeah. I think he's got Which a lot. One do you think? He's he's got a lot of love to give. That's what. <laughs> There's a song in there somewhere. I got a lot of uh, words of affirmation. Might be his biggest one. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Mm, wow. uh, yeah. How about that? I have none of guess? none of those are what I do. So I have no love to give. <laughs> was was Patrick okay? Because we're gonna sign off. Uh, yeah, he's just doing stuff on his phone. I tried to unmute him, but he wouldn't let me. <laughs> so he wasn't offended. He just he thought we were done. <laughs> he was probably looking up engagement rings if he's smart after that conversation. Oh my god, that was that was Wouldn't fun. It funny. It better be revenge right now. <laughs> Every kiss begins with K, Patrick. That's it. That's it. Wow. Wow. Hey, there you go. Look at J- Jake. Knows Jake's been doing a little shopping. Dang. What what kind of cut does uh, what does she like? Yeah, uh, what if Jake? What if what Jake gets like? married first? What does she I'm like? I'm sure he will. I don't think I'll ever get married. You uh, don't think you're ever gonna yeah. get married, Justine? No. No, I don't I, think I'll ever get married. Just marry it's been somebody. Ten years. How much longer do I need? Just marry somebody oh. other than Patrick. That's all you do. Just like surprise. <laughs> I'm, I'm 100 sure I'll have a kid before I get married. No, 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 no. Wow. You're Filipino. You can't do that. That's that's bad in the Filipino culture. That's like, do- sure that's yeah, like doing it in the Mexican culture. <laughs> uh, that's what you should do. That you like. My love language is surprise. Here's a baby. That's that's what surprise. you do. Yeah, surprise. Uh, we yeah, no one's ever thought of that before. It's <laughs> <laughs> never happened. Yeah. No. Shotgun. Yeah. Well, uh, that's the old term for that. The shotgun wedding. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you. That's how you trap him. Wow. Yeah, that's right. 
entrapment. Right. That's that's how you do a that's how you do a Catherine Zeta Jones, and he's Sean Connery. Well, if, if that happens, somebody will say, "Hey, remember show number three hundred and twenty when she said?" She- <laughs> hey guys, speaking of which, it's I think it's three seventy, but we got to go. We have less than a minute. So for Jake, for Patrick, for Justine, for John, we will say this transmission ends now. Unity. Good luck, Justine. <laughs> <laughs>